Hey, what's going on, guys? It's your boy Matt St. Jack. Whether you're an avid anime fan, a wee tadpole still finding your way, or anywhere in between, I'll be providing my opinions and insights on anime old and new. Think Yelp with help from friends and producers from other shows weighing in. I know you can't wait to hear, and I can't wait to tell, so let's get to it. This is Matt St. Jack with Anime Talk. Let's go. Yo, 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 what's going on? It's your boy, Matt St. Jack, back at it again with the white vans, except there's always no white vans, even though one of these days I plan on purchasing some. Uh, but uh, back at it again with another awesome episode of Anime Talk. Today, I have my little brother, Zay, on the uh, on the episode. Zay, what's going on, bro? What's up? What's up, man? Thanks for having me. Hey, no problem, man. Always good to have you on the show. For those of you who probably have listened to some of our older episodes when we went through the November Tournament of Power, um, Zay was going to be my co-host, my bro was going to be my co-host, but we couldn't get times to match up, so I'm glad that I was able to get him on this episode for Father's Day, bro. So thank you for being available and being able to jump on. Oh, yeah, man. Glad to be here. <laughs> no problem, bro. I appreciate it. Uh, so today we're going to be talking through uh, an episode titled The Good, The Bad, and The Dad. So um, by the time we're actually recording this on Sunday, um, which is Father's Day, but by the time this episode drops tonight uh, slash tomorrow morning, uh, this will be the first episode of season three. Uh, so before we get into that, though, um, obviously, I always want to thank each and every one of you for listening and sharing the show. Without you guys, this wouldn't be nearly as fun and or rewarding. Um if you're not already following me on social media, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at AnimeTalk12. There you will find any updates and news in regards to any giveaways and upcoming episodes. Um, like I said, this is season three. Really excited about it. 40 episodes in. So season three, I'm going to have a lot of collaborations. First episode, of course, with my little brother here, who is a dad. That's why he's on the show today. Um, a couple of other like really cool collaborations that I'm looking forward to. So guys, you want to make sure that you're following me on those handles um, so you guys can be uh, kept uh, updated on uh, what's going on. Uh, let me know if you guys follow me if you dislike an episode or if you like an episode or whatever because I love interacting with my fans. And the last thing before we get started, as always, there may be spoilers. Some of the episodes or some of the characters that we're going to talk about today Um they're in various shows, so something may be spoiled. I doubt it because these are some older shows, but um, there may be spoilers ahead, so you have been warned. So if you guys have already listened to any of my episodes, you know that usually when I have a guest on, especially if, if it's their first time, we always ask a couple of questions to kind of get to know the guest or get to know the person on the show. So we're going to do that. Then we're going to take a short break, and then we're going to come back and talk through some good, bad dads. So, um, if, Zay, if you're ready, bro, we can go ahead and get started. Yep, 100%. All right, man. So um, the first thing, right, since, like I said before, this is Father's Day. So the first question that I have for you, man, is what does it mean to be a dad? And like, what's a favorite moment that you have that you've had so far, like as a dad? Well, I guess to me, at least what it means to be a dad, you know, you, you pretty much need to be the provider, you know, the, the head of the family. I mean, depending on what kind of kids you have, I have a a son and a daughter. So as a father to my son, I feel I need to teach him how to be a man and 
as a father to my daughter, I pretty much need to show her what it, what a man or how a man needs to treat a woman growing up, you know, and obviously being the protector and, you know, all those other basic things. But in terms of where I think it means, I think it just means that it really all depends on what kind of, what kind, what gender kids you are, or, you know, how many kids you have. Cause I mean, a lot of people have a lot of different challenges in this life, man. But I feel like as a dad, you're really supposed to be that rock for your family. That's fair, bro. That's real fair, man. I mean, like, and so, like, I guess following up with that, like, what, like, do you have a favorite moment, like, something that you had with, like, your son or something that you had with your daughter that's happened or anything like that? Um, <laughs> I think there's a lot, to be completely honest. And I would say, like, it's, for me, it's really just when they learn something new. Yeah. Um, like, you know, Noah, my son, he's, you know, potty training now. So the fact that he's in underwear now, I feel like that's pretty cool. And then Lila, my daughter, she's she's just being vocal. She's kind of just really learning herself. She's she's only two, so she's only she got a lot of stuff ahead of her. So <laughs> really no like favorite moment. You know, they 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 do a lot of crazy things from day to day. You know, we, we speak a lot. You always hear them on the phone. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> always, bro. Something crazy going on in the background. <laughs> yeah, they're not they're here not today, here. so, you know, you don't hear them now, but they're out with their mom. Yeah, I always, I always think back to, like, that it was that weekend I came up there to visit you, and I remember, like, they were running around the couch, and then, like, you told, I think, Noah to give Lila the ball or something like that, and, like, he threw the ball at her, and then, like, she fell and was crying, and he was like, what? I gave her the ball, and I'm like, no, nah, bro, like, I saw you literally throw this ball at her. That's the, that's the challenge, man. And that's crazy because, like, you know, my sister and me, we're the same age apart as my uh, my two kids are, so it's, like, funny to see that whole dynamic from like a different perspective yeah oh, no dope yeah no for sure um yeah so that's cool man that's cool um so i guess it's kind of going into the gist and kind of getting a little know a little bit more about you which obviously i know a lot of these things but the viewers may not yeah. know uh <laughs> so name the first anime that you've watched um how were you introduced to it and uh how did you fall in love with it um ooh. That's actually a hard one. The first anime I watched. Now, I guess we had to set some some ground rules or some sort of something, some foundation here. What do you mean by like anime? Because you know, there's like the hardcore, softcore. Like softcore would be like you know Dragon Ball Z, like Pokemon, yeah. Yu Gi Oh, and then you know hardcore is like you know everything else, like Cowboy Bebop, Naruto, stuff like that. So, um, I mean, we can go softcore. Like that's fine. Like if, if you know, if it was a Pokemon or Yu-Gi-Oh or something like that, that's cool. Um, I mean, you can give one or the other if you want. Like whichever I'll one you want to go with. So okay. I, because I kind of started watching both spectrums of anime around the same time. So I was around like ten or eleven. Yeah. And I guess Toonami when that was around the time Toonami was came coming out for the first time. I was like, what? Yes, 2000, sir. Two thousand and four, two thousand and five, something yeah. like that. I was in like third or fourth grade, and I remember Dragon Ball Z because I used to read them in Shonen Jump magazines. You go to grocery stores and you know buy those little magazines at the off the rack, and I really started reading into um, you know Dragon Ball Z, and I guess that is like my I would call it a softcore anime because there's so many other animes that kind of <clears throat> don't have as many plot holes as Dragon Ball Z does. <laughs> mm -hmm. You know what I, I mean? But 
but yeah, I would say Dragon Ball Z would be my softcore, and then my hardcore first anime. This would be shocking because you know, you know what my favorite all time is. Yeah, or which I what I think is the, my favorite all time would be Cowboy Bebop. But I of actually course. first started watching Yu Yu Hakusho. Interesting. Let's yeah. see. Even I, I didn't, I didn't know that. So that's interesting because you know that's one of my favorites. I talk about that yeah. all the time. Yeah, no, I love Yu Yu Hakusho, and it, it was just because like it's kind of segued me into Cowboy because I was gonna say Cowboy Bebop was the first one. I would say that's the first one I finished. Mm-hmm. The first one I watched was Yu Yu, and that was just because you know Toonami, man. If it wasn't for Toonami, I really don't think I would have gotten so deep into it, and especially when they went from being in the because Toonami used to come on around like you know three thirty, four o'clock when people used to come out of school. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I was old Polioko days and yeah. all of that. Oh, yeah. yeah, you know, and then they switched to like the later night block, and that's when they really started playing like you know Trigun, mm-hmm. Cowboy, the um, Fooly Cooly, you know stuff mm-hmm. like like really obscure anime, and that really is what kind of I guess shaped me into why and or or into me liking it. But you asked why I like anime, or what yeah. made me like it? Um, I think it's different, man. It's almost like I I studied a lot of different cultures and you know a lot of different religions and things and i think it's a really cool look into like the the artistry of that culture and it really there's a lot of lessons in it i mean obviously you know it's really dramatic for some people because you know you know you know the the choreographed moves and you know how long it takes for stuff to happen sometimes but like you can always find a lot of lessons in there to be honest with you yeah I and agree. that's really what draws me to it is the lessons. And there's always a vert. Like, it always really showcases virtue. Yeah. I feel it, bro. Like, I, I agree with you. I think that, like, a lot of people, and I've talked about this on the show many times, and anytime I get an opportunity to be on somebody else's show, like, there's so there's so much more than, than to anime than what people think of just, like, cartoons or just drawings, moving, like, animation style or whatever. Because, like you said, there are proverbs that, that are hidden in there. There are life lessons that are hidden in there. And just because it doesn't – just because it's not, like – like you know a doctor you know like a, a doctor from you know good doctor or any of these you know shows or anything like that like you're like oh man it's real because i get to see this it's like no like the same thing happens in anime it's just because yeah. it's animated that you don't want to watch it you know what i mean yeah. <laughs> or a lot of people like have issues with like um some of like how how dramatic they are about certain yeah. things you know and like there are a lot of flashbacks in anime in there but it's like it tells it really helps you get immersed into the story Agree, because it's like obviously this is anime. There's only so you can only connect so much, but the fact that they give you all of this and you get a lot of different lessons, you get to see why people are the way they are, and you know maybe some funny, something funny, something crazy, and it's got a lot of death in it, which is like, like I mean, it's not. I think it's something that we need to not fantasize about they're really like real about it you know what i mean it's real emotional it kind of drags you in and helps you and almost in a way for me at least it's helped me kind of like cope with it because it like gives you like you know because everybody goes through the emotions it kind of helps you see that whole grieving process because i mean i lost one of my friends in high school like in my senior year and like it's weird but a lot of anime kind of like helped me like seeing how these people can go through certain grieving processes and stuff like that kind of helped me go through my own and identify where I was at with my own process. Obviously they did a little bit more dramatized, but you know, it, it gives you a foundation. 
That's real, bro. That's real. See, see, people. I'm not the only one that feels this type of way about about <laughs> anime. <laughs> but uh, okay, so so I guess the next question. So, are you currently watching anything now? Yes, I'm actually dabbling into. Um, I you just got me into Demon Slayer. I'm waiting on that Mugen Train to come out onto Netflix. I, I didn't feel like going to the theater. That and um, ah, oh, there was one more. I just forgot it. Yeah, we got the actually. No, it's just Demon Slayer. I just really reached. Oh no, Castlevania, Castlevania. Yeah, Castlevania. Yeah, 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 yeah. Castlevania. Which that, another right. one? I told you these are two. Okay, so for everybody who doesn't understand the context of this, <laughs> like obviously Zay has his own life. He's a successful guy. He's doing his own thing, own business, everything like that. Cool, completely understood. But these are shows that I told him <laughs> last year. I was like, dude, like you need to watch these. And he was like, ah, but I'll get around to him. And obviously he has stuff going on. But now that he's in them, now he. He's catching back up. So you guys have already heard me talk about Demon Slayer multiple times. You guys have heard me talk through Castlevania a couple of times, which I'm going to do another review, which I may actually bring you back on when I do a review of Castlevania because we've had some interesting conversations yeah. about that. Um, I mean, I'm but an yeah. in real life, so like I really related to Castlevania. I study a lot of things like that. But I will say, because you put me on the Castlevania last year. We watched it that time that you came over. Yep. From then, I kind of I mean, obviously, you know, the season took a break and everything, and then it came back. But I, yep. I did pick it up. That and, um, because there was another show that you told me to watch, um, not Boku no Hero, but, um, with Gone, Gone, Hunter x Hunter. Oh, yeah, Hunter x Hunter, yeah. I always get that mixed up with those two for some reason. But yeah, yeah. Hunter x Hunter was another one that's really good. But as of recent, yeah, those are the three right there Castlevania, Hunter x Hunter, and then Demon Slayer. Bad, 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 bad. Yeah, all good shows, all really good shows. New age shows. I need to get yeah. back into Attack on Titan though, but we can, we can keep going. Yeah, ATOT or A AOT. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah. So okay. So I guess the next question: um, How can you tell if an anime is good or not? Like, how do you build your judgment around it? Um, because I'll say this to start with, because I'm about to say something, but DBZ is an exception but for me the main thing is plot holes like i like an anime where like if something happened that last episode like they're continuing on it you know like it really because then it really gives it a real a realistic point of view for me Mm -hmm. and then um the abilities and like how they deal with their conflict and whatever the antagonist is i like it to be sort of like original you know interesting in a sense like you know like um like naruto for instance you know they have their own jutsu everyone does what they do and the the villains are more so hurt they're hurt people doing hurt things like orochimaru he's really just wants to be immortal and he's he's always been an outcast you know they kind of developed that story and hell even in um my hero academia like um the the who is it? Who's the main antagonist there? I forget his name. It's like All for One or yeah, yeah. Okay, I was gonna say One for All. So All for One, he's essentially hurt. He's just like a power hungry person. They put him on this whole pedestal. He just wants everything. He's just a parasite of the world. You know it. I like how they develop the story around there. But when it's just like, you know, mindless crap where the next episode doesn't really correlate to the other episode or if the abilities are cheesy because there are some shows out there where like the abilities and like what what the characters because you know every anime someone has some sort of you know heightened human type ability you know so if it's something cheesy 
I can't, I just, it, it makes me fall out with it. And if it's, if, if it's not like real, if it can't be like an exaggerated function of like human, human ability. Cause like, for example, the, the showering gun, that is like a real thing in life, but like it's exaggerated because there are some yeah. people that can read people's movements to the point where they can read their mind. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like, it's like that. It's got to be like I know that it's exaggerated, but at its base, it has some human humanness to it. I feel it. I feel that. No, I mean yeah. that's that's fair because like like <clears throat> like you said, your point is like I love like for me, and I, I tell people all the time like for me there has to have there has to be some kind of different abilities. I love different abilities. Um, it has to be a really good plot like it has to be something that sucks me because you know like we talk about we, we talk about this like you and i and i talk to a lot of people about this it's like it's just like when you watch a movie like within mm-hmm. that first couple of minutes like if it doesn't necessarily like suck me even if it's just a backstory like i'll give it some time if it starts off with a backstory and then we're like trying to build into the actual storyline i'll give it a little bit more time but like if it doesn't grab me within that first 10 15 minutes you know what i'm saying especially because with anime you're at an advantage because most anime is realistically 20 minutes. Mm-hmm. Like it'll say 30 minutes, it'll say like 25 to 30 minutes. But, but that's like once, yeah, exactly. Commercials and then the intros, outros, you know, recaps, the the intro to the next episode. Like there's just a lot that goes on into that. So you got mm-hmm. a little bit less time. So you get a little bit more of my time to pull me in. But if you don't do it very quickly and like the plot is not there, then yeah, like you said, I'm out. But and then music, yeah. obviously music is huge for me too. Yeah, I agree with you on that, dude. I agree. What's your favorite? I'll ask you a question. What's your favorite soundtrack? Dude, favorite soundtrack like hands to hand, like front to back has to be Cowboy Bebop. Like I told you, because you know I have the what you call I have the uh I have the vinyl for for the music for Cowboy Bebop. Yeah. So literally, I have like go. I have all of the you know what I'm saying I have everything, all the music from there, the rain, just all of that. Like that whole, all of that was just amazing. Like the way that they specifically. All right, man. Sorry about that. It looks like we got disconnected shortly. But yeah, man, like I was saying, the music to me is what really pulls me in. Like I said, with Cowboy Bebop, everything, everything, like all the music was specifically placed. Like it was all placed out perfectly. Like there was nice, like an ambiance or an ambiance. There was like a nice like atmosphere that they built with just the music in itself and the way that the animation was drawn. So to me, that's why I said like, sorry, so like, Front to back, it would be Cowboy Bebop, but like, and don't get it twisted, all pretty much majority of the Naruto intros were like oh. all dope, like all do- like silhouette still to this day is probably one of my favorite ones that popped up on Naruto. So, mine is Samurai Shampoo, and you know this. I do, I do, I do like some Samurai too. <laughs> Something about it, man. It's just, it's a good take, a good blend of hip-hop in that culture and i don't i know some people will call it like appropriation but man we black people inspire so many people i love to see where people go with that sort of inspiration yeah and, and they did it i mean they didn't really like rip off our culture really they just kind of took a, a nice beat they really like combined new age i mean because they gotta be they're, they're probably one of the only groups of people to really realize that like black people are their biggest fan base mm-hmm there's no bigger fan base for anime than there are black people, and, and, yeah. it's, and it's it's crazy, dude, because it's a whole it's in a whole different country, you yep. know? and we are like the hugest supporters of it. But we get 
you know, we get ostracized with that, but I digress. Yeah, it's all no, no, no. I, I mean, I agree, but like you said, to your point, I think that I think that it's dope. I think that uh, that Samurai Shampoo is, is really dope. I tell people all the time, like, if you like Samurai, Shem- if you like Cowboy Bebop, then liking Samurai Shampoo like comes natural. Like, you well, can yeah, watch that dude. Mugen, Mugen is the dude. I mean, it's yeah. crazy because Spike, Tom yeah. Mugen, um, uh, dude from Spike, who else does he play? He plays as um, Orochimaru, yeah. You talking no, about not, uh not a Rochimaru, he played Zabuza. I'm talking about um the voice Steve actor. Bloom. Yeah, Steve Bloom, dude. That yeah. guy is is a legend. Yeah. A legend. Honestly. Yeah. That dude And all his characters, all his characters fit that very like that very same mode. It's like they almost kind of build and they they just make like a version one, version two, version three of them. Yeah, dude. Even in Brawley when he was Brawley. Yep. So it's like, dude, he's he, that guy. That's like one of the only voice actors that I really, really know. No, but yeah. <laughs> but I will say I'll touch back on that whole why why I made DBZ. DBZ as an exception is because the plot holes in there. I mean, if you, I mean, Dragon Ball GT wasn't even canon, but that was so good to me, yeah. honestly. And it's like that's like the only show that can just not have a good plot overall and have a whole bunch of holes where they're not continuing certain things but it's still it's just the level of combat on that show is just it's it's ridiculous it's crazy no no i agree bro i completely agree um yeah no i get it yeah because I've, I've talked about dbz before and that's to your point like you said there are whole there are plot holes but yeah it's overall i think the combat and the art style the way that it takes the time to kind of build up the storyline like sets it apart definitely well, yeah because you know goku's getting his ass beat the whole time and it's like how's he gonna beat these people that's not <laughs> how they set it up it's literally this idiot running around wanting to fight everybody like <laughs> exactly it's really comical (laughs) um okay so i guess i guess the last question then before we kind of get into the meat and potatoes of this episode so you can either give me your your top three anime characters or you can give me your top three animes like you can give me either one okay i just okay (laughs) because i actually was thinking about this when you sent me these questions and i have to switch it up my top three in no order no order at all because this has changed a lot over time the first i can think about is spike that dude is just he i hate to say it like this but he's a real nigga like that dude is just the smoothest dude on this planet bro. that guy was blocking bullets with with i don't know man that dude was just nuts dude is crazy um second and this is a i guess a new a new addition because I didn't really think too much of him, but I would say Sasuke. Okay, and, Sasuke uh, over over Naruto because you know yeah. most people all team, everybody's team Naruto. Yeah. I, oh yeah. Because you know, I mean, Naruto's. I can I can relate with him a lot with his struggle and stuff like that, and it, and his ability is cool and things like that. But it's just, bro, Sasuke is just. I identify with him just because my quote-unquote superpower are my eyes. Like I really know how to read people just by looking at them and and you know veering into their soul, man. So I, I relate. I relate to that in his whole, even through his whole like family thing. Obviously, my my brother didn't kill my whole family, but I have issues like how he's had with his family and having to deal with them. You know, I have a lot of things that I relate have relate to and stuff. But the third. 
And this is different, the third. Because <laughs> I want to see where this dude's character development goes. And it's just really funny. Um, who is the lightning-style user on Demon Slayer? Oh, my goodness. I, <laughs> I figured you was going to try to throw me for a loop for that dude. I know who you're talking about. Zen, 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 it's like... Zenitsu. Zen, yeah, yeah. Dude, I'm... Dude. Look, at first, obviously, you know, I just started watching Demon Slayer like a couple months ago. And I think this guy might be, he might have the best character development ever, dude. This guy is a pussy. But when he goes to sleep, he's like God, bro. Yeah. Like this, this dude knows one style of his whole, They what is it, like eight thunder styles or thunder yeah. breathing styles? Yeah. And... He knows one, and he does it so flawlessly at asleep. Like that yeah. is next let like that right there. This is what I'm saying. Like character development, like his skills are next level. And I want to see if he ever gets to the point where he can do this awake. Because yeah. it's like, man, that what is it? What is the thunderclap? Oh my! Yeah, God. that thunderclap. Yeah. When he first did it, I was like, yo, that that like. They have like posters of him doing that of like when he first did that move and he had the lightning coming behind him with his head down. Mm-hmm. They, sell they sell posters of that. And I'm like, dude, that is an iconic moment, man. Because it's like like that dude fell asleep from fear and then woke up talking about oh well the tongue came out, he sliced that thing with precision. And I'm like, wait, what? And he yeah. gets up talking about some thunder breathing style one. It's, and just smashed that guy. I was like, what the what the hell, man? It's it's funny that you say that though, because at some point there's actually one of my one of my um one of the upcoming episodes at some point is I actually plan on doing an episode where where I talk about side characters that stole the show. Yeah. And I think that like on this show, I think definitely he's 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 kind of like still in the show. Like him and between him and Nezuko, I think they're both kind of still in the show from like Tanjiro. I mean, obviously we know Tanjiro is still the main character, mm-hmm. but I think the way that like they've built Nezuko up to be like this, like the loving, you know, little you know, she's change her size and all of that good stuff and like she's the girl and you know she's a little bro- the little sister that the brother's trying to protect and all this stuff like i think there's that part but then like you said for him i think that his ability and just the way that they've kind of built him to be so weak like it just kind of makes people like actually want to kind of gravitate towards him to mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? To kind of be cool with him so what yeah. i like him. and i mean when he defeated that spider and he used like the I don't even know what he called it, but that dude was zooming around like literally like lightning boy. That oh, was, yeah. I thought that was cool. And I just like his outfit. It's some obviously the aesthetics on the anime is crazy, but he's got like one of the best put together like color schemes mm-hmm. in anime. And I thought I thought Sasuke looked cool. I even thought Mugen from Shamar Shampoo, his his um how they had his outfit put together. I thought that was pretty cool, but he kind of takes the cake on that one. So yeah, I, I really want to see where Zenitsu's or Zenitsu's um like ability goes and how he how he builds himself. Agree. Agree, bro. Um yeah man. No, that's that's dope though. Yeah, it's like you said, I mean those are some and it's interesting because those are the three characters that like obviously, you know what I'm saying, we correlate, we we agree on Spike, because I mean Spike is the man, like he's yeah, literally yeah, that guy. Um, but it's just crazy. It's just crazy because I mean, like, and it's and it's cool. And I, that's why I always ask people when they come on the show because um, 
like it's so cool to see how different characters like even some some people like the same characters but then like you sit there and you're like man like okay i didn't think about you know i didn't think about zanetsu like that like i didn't think about you know a certain per person like that so it's really cool that people come on and kind of tell you know some of their different um their different favorite characters and stuff like that so yeah yeah man and i feel like the only character I think ever in any anime that I, I don't agree with anyone liking is Mr. Satan Man here from Dragon Ball Z. <laughs> oh, yeah. Hercule. <laughs> yeah, man. Like, He's like the worst character just, I think ever in any show ever. Yeah, I'm like, dude, I don't, I don't, even, and you know, the crazy part about it is, is I'm sure that there is some fan base out there that is all Team Hercule. Like, I am a thousand percent sure, like, there's somebody out there right now that literally has cut their, like, somebody right now is walking around trying to look like Hercule with the handlebar mustache and the little I, hair. I want to kill him, bro. He, <laughs> he was acting so proud. I'm like, dude, just kill him. I'm, I'm tired of hearing this guy talk, just murder him. <laughs> Get it's like if, with, you, if you want to give me about five minutes, man. Ooh, if you don't, ooh, if you give me these five minutes, I'm gonna destroy. I'm gonna destroy you. And then still just like, all right, bro. Well, I mean, I got five minutes to spare, so I mean, if you want to power up. up. <laughs> That's when I thought he was gonna kill him. I was like, okay, just kill him now. So I'll just let. I mean, you didn't sell them, killed everyone at this point. It's like, man, why did you spare him? Why but Hercule? Hercule had to stay. I mean, well, he's was, he's was essential, obviously, for the plot line when it came to Boo and all that good stuff. Yeah, which makes sense. But even still, though, <laughs> still, man, they could have had Pan do that or something. <laughs> yeah, but or uh, yeah, yeah, or Bedell. Uh, no, no, you're right. No, you're good. Um, so. What I guess what we'll end up doing, man. Thanks, obviously, for the for asking uh, or for answering um, the questions and stuff like that. Like I said, getting to know a little bit more about you. Um, so I guess what we'll end up doing is, like I said, we got the good, the bad, the dad. So the next segment or the next uh, selection that we're going to kind of go through is just talking through some of the dads that uh, <laughs> some of the dads that are good and or bad um, mm -hmm. in anime and just kind of break them down. So I guess we'll take a quick commercial break. Um, and then uh, we'll be right back. So uh, I look forward to uh, talking to you here in a second. All right. All right, dude, you ready? Oh, yeah, I'm ready. All right, cool, cool, cool. All right, man, let's get back into it. So, again, guys, this is uh, Matt St. Jack. I'm joined by my little brother, Zay, a.k.a. Zay Mundo, if you guys hear me say That's my little brother. Uh, that's his gamer tag, if you guys want to run with him. He's really good at, uh, at a whole bunch of games. Like, he's good at Apex. He carries me all the time in Apex. I, I won't lie. Any any Battle Royale, he carries me in. Um and he's pretty good at FIFA too. I will give him credit there. <laughs> uh, but but yeah, that's my, my little brother. So uh like I said, guys, appreciate you guys sticking around after the commercial break. Um we're talking through the good, the bad, the dad. If you guys somehow got to this part of the episode without hearing his interview, I suggest that you rewind, go back and listen to the interview questions with him and kind of get some more insight into him. It's like I said, he'll probably be featured on a couple more episodes. But that was the veggies and the appetizer leading up to the entree, the main course. Like I said, the good, the bad, the dad, right? So uh, I sat down and I kind of talked through a couple of uh, dads that we wanted to kind of talk through and um, – I kind of laid them out, so I guess we're just going to go down this list. There's four dads that we have. Um, so we'll go down the list, kind of talk a little bit about who the dad is, what show they're from, when they appeared in the show. I'll give a description on the character, and then we'll just go ahead and talk about it from there. You good? Yep, let's do it. 
All right, man. So the first dad, because I've talked about this one before, and we both hate him, even though ironically enough, he has <laughs> he has your last name. <laughs> so the first dad that we talked about was Shao Tucker. Um, so show full mother alchemist, full mother alchemist brotherhood, show appearance, episode six on FMA, episode four on brotherhood, uh, a description, Shao Tucker, the song life alchemist was referred to by um uh, Elric, or ref- he was referred to El- Edward Elric by Colonel Roy Mustang in Chapter Five of the uh, of the manga, when the Full Metal Alchemist was in need of a bioalchemist um, whose research notes might had a clue or might have held a clue to restoring his and Alphonse's body. Tucker had gained a bit of notoriety and earned his state alchemist license two years prior to the series by producing a chimera capable of human speech. So, obviously, I've alluded to this episode before. If you guys haven't listened to my episode on um, anime deaths that screw me, like mess me up every single time that I watch the show, then you would know if you've listened to that episode, you know exactly what this one is kind of in relation to when it comes to a chimera. If you haven't listened to it, I suggest you go listen to that er- that episode. But I'm going to go ahead since, again, man, apparently he's part of your clan since y'all yeah. got the same name. So I'm going to go ahead and let, shut up talking and let you go ahead and start talking through how you feel about uh, Shout Tucker. <laughs> All right. So obviously, you know, my last name is Tucker. So I have to say we have no relation. Zero relation. <laughs> the Tucker family hereby disowns Shout Tucker. That guy. I will say, though, that that right there, we talk about this a lot personally, like yeah. me and you. Um, that right there is the most messed up thing. Like that is in both brotherhood and just the normal FMA. The most messed up thing ever, man. <sighs> Horrible father, just to begin yeah. with. <laughs> yeah. Horrible yeah, he, father. yeah, the worst, the worst. <laughs> but I will say, I can understand because it's kind of one of those, he's in one of those classic situations where he got in over his head at his job. They wanted him to do all this crap and, you know, he's got all the, obviously he wanted the money. He had a wife that, before he killed his wife, obviously. And he had a wife, but then he couldn't keep up with his house payments and he had to do all this extra stuff. Like he is a dad on, in over his head pretty much, you know? So, yeah. I can understand where he's coming from, but (laughs) (laughs) I'm about to say, please give me a butt up in here because it sounds like you really sided with this man. So, yes, I was waiting for the butt. (laughs) But where he went wrong is killing his. I mean, he could have left. He's a bio alpha. He could have. He could have done something else, man. He could have fused animals together. I don't agree with what he was doing to begin with, but he could have just. He could have. Obviously, he could have did a thing where he just robbed them and like and fled. You know what I mean? If he really needs yep. money, I would have at least set them up where I got paid and then I got away. You know what I'm yep. saying? He he was weak. He was a weak man. But in in both of those series, they really you would think that they would have left it out in Brotherhood, but they kept that in, and that was just man, it's almost worse than Dry's death. Oh my goodness! Don't even get me started. Don't try. Oh, Pervy, <laughs> rest in peace, Pervy Sage. Because <laughs> yeah, we, because we know, we know that ultimately, I should have included him on the list because he was definitely Naruto's dad. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> <laughs> In a way, yeah. 
Um, so for those of you who don't know, um, like I said, I, obviously there may be some spoilers. I told you guys, you've been warned. So I'm gonna go ahead and talk through this. So for those of you who don't know, the way that this, the the reason why he's on this list, obviously he's a horrible father, but the reason, um, like Zay was kind of alluding to is essentially <clears throat> he makes a chimera by taking a human and fusing that human with an animal. So when Ed shows up, Ed and Al show up to his house to learn about, you know, his alchemic like research and things like that as they're trying to find the Philosopher's Stone. Um, he's like, yeah, you know, you can got, you guys can come stay at my house. So he goes to the house. They start asking questions like, obviously, it's just a man and his daughter and a dog. So they're like, you know, what happened to the wife? And they're like, oh, you know, he she couldn't deal with you know, me being involved in work and everything like that. So she left me. So it's just me and Nina, um, his daughter, and then Alexander, their dog. And, you know, the daughter is kind of like, you know, she's like happy-go-lucky. She's like really excited to see Ed and Alphonse because, again, she's an only child. Um, and as they start asking and probing questions, like the wife left, but then somehow the dog was gone too. The dog ended up dying like before. So they didn't put two and two together. But he created a chimera um, which was the that fusion, and he presented it to the uh, the state alchemist board to get his license. And he used their dog. We came to find out he used his wife and their first dog to make that chimera to un that could understand English. Um, it couldn't say anything, but I think they did say that the only thing that it would say would die was die. Like mm -hmm. I want to die or something like that. <laughs> And so, like, fast forward through the episode, you end up getting to where now, like, Ed and Alphonse, they just, I think Ed had just got his state alchemist license. So he comes back and he's like, yo, I'm excited. Like, I got my license. Where's Nina and Alexander? Let's go out for a party. And Shout Tucker's like, they're gone. And he's like, what do you mean they're gone? And he comes downstairs and he literally, this man literally fused his daughter <laughs> and dog together to make a chimera that understood and could speak English. And the only reason reason why we found this out was because she pulled and this is the heart-wrenching moment she pulls at his at, at al's uh or no at ed's pocket watch and it's like pulling at his sleeve and was like edward which mm -hmm. if you know the show you know that's what she called him or brother yeah or brother and it was just like at that moment, Ed completely loses it. He punches Shout. And even even while while his dad is like getting the just not even the justice he deserved, because he deserved so much more than that. But even after his dad is sitting there getting his ass whooped because of the decision that he made, she still is trying to protect her dad. Mm -hmm. Like still trying to protect him because she knew, and it was just Oh my goodness! Like Crazy. it just it's just so sad. So yes, I will say that this dude is like if this if there's an if there is a spectrum, he is on the complete other <laughs> side of this. He is the he is the worst father ever. Like we still got three dads to get into, so but he is by hands down still on this one the worst father right now on this list. Mm -hmm. Um. So, any closing thoughts on to, on, on a show before we uh, before we move to the next dad? No relation. <laughs> no relation. <laughs> oh, Father, Father, Reverend, Uncle Ruckus. No relations. No, no uh, relations at all. <laughs> 
All right. So let's move on to the second one then. So our second dad on this list is Endeavor uh, from My Hero uh, Academia, Boku no Hero. Uh, show appearance, he was mentioned in episode four. He debuted in episode 17. Um, Enji Todoroki, also known as the Flame Hero Endeavor, is the pro hero with the highest tally of resolved cases in history. Husband to Ray to- uh, Todoroki and the father of Toya, Fuami. Natsu and Shodo Todoroki. I know I butchered those names. I Americanize names all the time on the show, so it's nothing new to you. Um, this obsessive drive has followed Enji uh, throughout his entire life, with repeated failure having plagued him since his youth. Dedicated to his studies and hero work, Enji strives to en- to become the absolute strongest pro hero in the country, but the figure of all might proved itself too much of an an insurmountable obstacle for him or anyone else to overcome, leaving Enji in a growing state of despair as he became more and more aware that closing the gap between him and the symbol of peace was futile. As a result, Enji turned into a cold, callous person who didn't care for anything but his impossible dream. You want to start off on this one, bro? Yeah. All right. Um... He's not as bad as Shao Tucker, let's just say that. But no, no. I would say if we're on the spectrum here, and I would say he's like orange, really close to red, but like orange in the sense where he, his intent. It's ironic because of fire. So, yeah, it's ironic. It makes sense. He's on the orange (laughs) side of things. Far far left, but not extremely left. Um, He pretty much, you know, he has good intentions. He He wants to be strong. He wants his kids to be strong, but he, I mean, I mean, the, even how he made Totoro, Shoto Totoro, yeah. is wild. I mean, really just only having sex with this woman just so they can create a half, half ice, half fire type. And it's like, what if he didn't succeed? What was he going to do? Kill her? Like, right. I, you know, like, <laughs> a lot of questions that kind of draw up for me. And it's just, um, <laughs> I, I would say he's like that overly proud father of them. Like, and he's not even like proud of the sons. He's like overly proud of his bloodline. Mm-hmm. To the point where he's uh, really, really, really dedicated to his bloodline to be good. And which ain't bad. I feel like a dad needs to make sure that their bloodline. Is I was about to say we talked. You talked about this at the very beginning about you know the joys of being a father. You know what it means to be a dad. Yeah, but I'm not gonna just go have <laughs> sex with some random girl because I think that we're gonna that, look. That's almost like dog breeding. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. just, like dogs now, and we're just looking for the best traits to pass down. I think if anything, personality traits are good. I mean, obviously, you know, you're gonna have kids with someone. You want to make sure that your guys' personalities match, and they'll kind of fall into the kids, but he went a little he just took it too far bro he just wanted to be the best without actually wondering like what his kids want yeah agree you know and that's ultimately his issue is he doesn't care and i think he's going to develop into that obviously i mean you you named off one of his sons that probably people didn't realize was his son that's actually that, a villain it ruined me <laughs> it ruined me when i saw because i remember I, I called you and i told you like i was mad at myself for spoiling that for myself 
Um, mm-hmm. I'm not spo- I mean, obviously, if you if you if you're familiar with the names and you can get through my Americanized version of me saying the name, then you'll probably know exactly who we're talking about. But if you didn't, then I'm not going because that was not a, a, a direct spoiler because this mm-hmm. is still going. So I wasn't trying to directly spoil. it. But if you heard the name, then sorry about the spoiler. But you you were warned from the very beginning. Um but yeah, no, to your point, dude, like, and it's, it's funny, right? So that, you know, there's a, there's a real world story and I've, and I've told people about this before. There's a, there was a guy, his, he was like Mr. Universe, uh, like some years ago or something like that. And he specifically sought out a woman. I think she was like a ski champion or something like that. Like she was like the best in sport or something like that from like Switzerland or Denmark or something like that, somewhere in Europe. And this guy specifically sought out this woman to, to have children with now Four, I think they had like four kids. Dude, all four of these kids are like freaks of nature. Like they all play, I think, like football, basketball, like baseball. They all play like multi sports. Like three of them, like two of them are in the NFL or something like that now. And like mm-hmm. they've all gone to like UCLA or USC, like all these good schools. But like this dude specifically sought out this woman that had certain genes to make like these super children, I guess you could say, for lack of a better word. And yeah. then if you remember like a couple of years back where there was like that running joke where they were talking about some billionaire that was that approached LeBron and Serena Williams and was thinking about like he was he was saying that he would pay them so much money or whatever to have a child because yeah. he would be like this super freak athlete or something like that so i don't i don't think that and to your point the dog breeding right because pomskis we talk about this all the time that's one of my favorite breeds but you know i mean you have to specifically find a pomeranian and a siberian husky and genetically make them you know have a child so it's not something that we it's not something that's necessarily frowned upon in this world. Like some people are like, if you take it a step further, like people, you know, doctors and things like that are playing around. Like, I don't think that you should play around with like a fetus. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't think like when, a, when like if a woman's having a, uh, you know, a child and you're like, Hey, there's a possibility that this child could have, you know, down syndrome or, you know what I'm saying? Something like that. And they're like, but we can go in and adjust it to where that doesn't happen. Like, I think that's going a little bit too far. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, I agree. We're we're not God, so I think too far. But um, to your point, I think, and I say all that to say, Endeavor. To your point, is just trying to make his bloodline stronger. He's trying to make sure that the children that come up after him are going to be, you know, strong enough to take up the mantle. And if you think about it, he's trying to set them up to follow in his footprints. Like, you should want to be the next best hero. You should want to be, you know what I'm saying, like me. So I don't think that his, I think that his, I don't think his thought is wrong, but to your point, I think that his approach is just completely kind of, you know what I'm saying, a little bit off. Um, Especially because, like I said, I mean, you're you're constantly you're constantly living in the shadows of, you know, number one, which I mean, if you're current on the show, then, you know, that's changed a little bit. Um, but, you know, it, it, I kind of understand where he's coming from. He's like, dude, I can't do nothing right. Like I get stronger. He gets stronger. Like it's almost like Vegeta. Like we yeah. all know, dude, Vegeta has tried for forever and a day. And at one point was very much stronger than than uh, Goku was. But that was when he was when he willingly gave up his uh, ins- his sanity to go take that uh, the Majin Vegeta route. Um but it's like I just hate when that happens to characters, like where they feel like they're only their only like course of action. Sasuke did it when he was, you know what I'm saying? When he was okay with going to Uruchimaru so he could get more power to be stronger. You know what I mean? Like yeah. 
hate when characters have to give up a part of them their being and themselves in order to gain ability to actually be recognized. But he's another, you know, one of those characters. And that's kind of another lesson that anime kind of teaches you is that sacrifice is good, but sacrificing for the wrong reasons, it has its consequences. Because, I mean, if Endeavor and the, the chick that he had, the, the mom of Shoto, if that mm-hmm. was a consensual thing, it would have probably turned out differently. Kind of like that example that you that you just presented with the guy with the skier wife. Yeah. You know, though that was consensual. He obviously didn't rape her to have those four kids yeah. in jail. You know what I'm saying? But yeah. you know, it was consensual and it came out great. He did it unconsensually. He kind of just did it like, okay, well, I am who I am, and you need to, you know what I mean? Like yep. his mom was his mom threw boiling water on Shoto. Yep. <laughs> you know. Because of yeah, his dad, like he, he, she had built up resentment for this dude, and like, like I do know people who will get with someone just for their traits, but it's like it's a consensual thing. There are like men and women out there that like look for a specific type of man and mm-hmm. type of woman, but it's like in Endeavor's case, if it's not consensual, it's just you're just doing too much at that point. Like, and that's kind of like a lesson that they're trying to teach people is you know pride is good to an extent. Like if you're not balancing pride with you know what other people want and and empathy and you're kind of just selfish yeah agree dude agree and yeah to your point it's like dude at what at, at some point man and it's like you did all of this stuff just to kind of still be where you are so it's like you've hurt yeah. all these people around you and you're still exactly where you are right now so same same <laughs> Same. I'm like, dude, there's no way that you can call yourself a hero. Not right now. Mm-mm. If anything, the closest thing that I would say is like you're like a vigilante. You're like Batman. Like you yeah. have you have good reasons, but at the same time, you don't really fit in the mold of the Justice League. Like you don't you really fit here. Right. <laughs> You'll murder somebody out of cold blood. But right. with Batman too. He's got He's tools got to defeat everybody in the Justice League. True. <laughs> he True. always keeps kryptonite on him. He's got stuff to to tie up Wonder Woman like this yep. dude is. You know, like it's it's literally that's a good example for real. You don't care about nobody but yourself. You're not really a hero. You just happen to be fighting on this side, right? You just so happen to have an <laughs> you ha- you just so happen to have enough hatred for villains <laughs> that that you just so happen to side with the good guys. That's what happens. Yeah. Yeah, I think he might turn into a villain, but yeah, obviously, his one of his sons are a villain. We won't say who, but one of right. his sons are already a villain, a really yeah. strong one too. Yeah, so very strong. Uh, maybe that maybe that scorned him. We'll see. We'll see. We will see. Um, all right, so I guess we can move on to number three. So, uh, number three, Silva Zodic. So, he is uh, from the show Hunter x Hunter, appearance, episode 35 in the original, which I think was like 1999, I want to say. And then um, 20, he was in episode 24 in the, 2000, or the 2011 version, which I actually didn't know that there were two different versions of that show um, until I looked this up. And I think we both watched the 2011 one because it was the newer animation, I believe. Yeah, um, yeah. But anyway, so the description, he is the current head of the Zodic family and the father of Killua, who I, I love Killua. We both love Killua on the yes. show. Um, Silva is Zeno's only son and was born from an unnamed mother. He's also the only great-grandson of Maha, not 
much is known about his childhood, but he was trained since a very young age in the art of assassination, which gave him such abilities, such a strong uh, resistance to almost all types of poison and high tolerance to electricity. Later on in his life, he married his wife, Keiko, um, a fellow assassin and fathered five children with her and at some point prior to the start of the series he killed an unknown member of the phantom troop and fought their leader uh Trollio, uh lucifer or Luce, lucifero or whatever his name is lucifer yeah there you go lucifer all right man what's up S silver we 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 hmm. talked about him because we both think, i think that he's dope like him zeno the whole the whole zodic family i think that they are just dope, dope. in general crazy though but i'll say this and this is crazy i don't condone killing and being an assassin he's a great father amazing yeah. father bro and and only because he like they know what they're doing they're all in agreement they know their fucking role you know yeah i don't know if i can curse but they know their role yeah, yeah you can bro okay i didn't want to be too too vulgar but they know their role man yeah they know that they are assassins and this is what they've been doing you know what i mean like they don't yeah. go out they're not like killers. They're just money. They, this is how they make their living. And obviously, you know, you know, he was shocking uh, Kilawa as a kid and all that stuff. And but he taught Kilawa more things, how to like be more independent than I think more more people on this planet nowadays have like skills with. You know what I mean? Like Kilawa knows how to fend for himself. And obviously, you know, this is an anime, so you can't compare it too too crazy to human life, but the the lessons he's literally even letting letting keila will go out with gone you know he had that little inner inner dialogue with himself saying like you know i'm gonna go out there and let you figure out who you are which mm -hmm. is what a dad should do like you know i gave you all the skills hell he was what he, he left them at that tournament thing at four years old to mm -hmm. you know what i mean like he, knew. Yep. he trained him exactly obviously you know dads aren't trained people to be assassins but you know he he gave his kid training to be a man in the real world. And we're in, obviously, I'm just speaking on the lessons and obviously not the complete actions, but yeah, I mean, dude, they know all these crazy, like, techniques and just that whole, what is it, that, what is that walk that Keelowa does, like the, 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 I forgot what they call it, like the kill oh, step. Oh, yeah, yeah. Where he spins yeah. around people and I was like, yeah, that's crazy. And, and yeah, that he used that on that one, on that one, uh, on that one dude and ended up pouring out his heart before the dude even realized mm -hmm. that he wasn't even breathing no more. <laughs> he tried to use it on Isaac and Isaac was like, how do you know this? <laughs> this is forbidden. <laughs> I mean, he's, his dad taught him well and it's like, like I mean, their, their whole family is messed up. It's funny because, like, you know, they, they had that whole contract where they were they were hired by opposite people to kill opposite people. And and, it, and the grandfather ended up killing all everyone first. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They... Oh, no. no, no, no. The father killed everyone first. And the grandfather ended up fighting Prolo. Yes. Well, they ended up, they both, yeah, because he ended up, they ended up showing up at the same time. Because I think it was, that. I think that's what it was, is that they were both. Where, oh, yeah, they, they both were. The brother killed the board or whatever. Yes, yeah. Weird looking brother, the, the yeah. key puncher dude, but yeah. Yeah, it was just, yeah, it was it. just they absolutely crazy. Mm -hmm. like, yeah, whatever, hey. whoever got the contract done first, we got paid. Right. <laughs> And to your point, like you said, I think, I, man, I, I, and I, I echo all of that, man. I, like you said, I think that they said, I mean, like you said, I mean, he did what he did. He did it. He did what a father should do. 
not maybe not like you said through the actions like obviously just leaving a four-year-old at a battle tower <laughs> and then you know what i'm saying like that's not okay <laughs> um you know i mean and he clearly doesn't i mean there's i don't and here's another thing too is like you don't know really the relationship between his him and his wife like because we don't really see them interact well together like we know that she cries like whenever like kill which i which if you guys haven't um i did a whole whole spiel on um kiko or kikyo whatever name is from um from hunter x hunter on my mother's day episode as one of the you know bad but good mothers um that was on that one but so we don't know how they interact but as far as how silva and how zeno act like they are like it's it's almost like one of those things like like from generation to generation like the armstrong the armstrong technique has been passed down from generation mm-hmm. to generation like they've always been assassins like the zodic family has always been assassins so it's like he trained like you said i this is what i know and what i've been taught i've never really seen anything outside because for the most part they stay to themselves they stay exactly. in the shadows they don't mess with anybody unless you contact them and they like okay well we it's our job yeah it's like it's Run our job down. we gotta take care of you right so I don't know, man. I agree. I think I think if we're on the end of the spectrum right now compared to the other two, I'd say he's more yellow. So I think yeah. we're kind of getting close. Like he's Neutral. he's a little bit more yellow. He's on the good side, but it's still like the actions. Obviously, I don't align with that. Like, but right. that's just what they are. I can't. That's their nature. I can't. You know, knock them for that. They don't know anything else. You know what I mean? Yep. But he's doing a good job at teaching his kids. I mean, because. Every situation he put Kilo in, it wasn't something that he thought he was going to die. He knew he was going to survive. And that's what a father, I mean, obviously, now at this age, obviously, you know, when they get older, that's kind of what I want my kids to be. I want my son, when he's 18, 19, or whenever he decides to start his life, you know, whether it be college, starting a business, I want him to be able to say, well, this is what I've learned, and this is how I'm going to use it going forward. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's kind of the, the premise of that. And I think he, he accomplished that. Yeah. I agree, man. I agree. Uh, all right, cool. I mean, we got one more, man. You want to? You want to wrap? We'll go ahead and wrap up. Uh, this wrap up with this last one here. Uh, so, Dad, number four. Hold on, we're at twenty six minutes. Yeah, we're doing real good on time. Uh, yeah, I don't know if you the the overlay with the. Oh no, we're good. Right, we're good. Oh, okay, cool. Go um, so uh, the the dad, the last dad. So Goku. From <laughs> Show appearance episode one, obviously Dragon Ball Z, Dragon Ball Super, Dragon Ball GT, Dragon Ball, like all of these, Dragon Ball Kai, all of these. Like obviously he's in the first episode because he's the main character. Uh description: Son Goku, born Kakara, is the main protagonist of Dragon Ball uh meta series. Uh Goku is a Saiyan male originally sent to destroy Earth as an infant. However, a head injury at a very young age alters his memory riddling him or ridding him of his initial destructive nature and allowing him to grow up to become one of earth's greatest defenders he constantly strives and and trains to be the greatest warrior possible which has kept the earth and the universe safe from destruction many times so i'm gonna go ahead and start on this one only because like i just wanted to hint towards something that i didn't really pay attention to before i didn't realize until i was actually looking at goku's storyline that he was actually sent here to destroy earth and the reason why i say that is because 
and this is why the 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 Dragon Ball universe is so complex and so weird to me, because there are certain things that are canon. There are certain things that aren't. Like when you look back at super, like you you alluded to it earlier, Dragon Ball GT is no longer canon. Like it's not there. But the Dragon Ball that the Dragon Ball Brawly movie and the drag and the new Dragon Ball Brawly movie that came out, they both depicted like different things right so like the first one was brawly just being completely pissed off because goku wouldn't stop crying in the same pie had nothing to do with anything other than the fact that he was just an annoying ass baby and for some reason <laughs> he just decided when i grow up i'm going to kill you because you cried a whole bunch as a baby like babies do whereas like on the new one they flipped it to where it was it was anger because of how his dad had basically raised Brawly to hate the Vegeta clan and the other Saiyans because they cast them out. So it's like the storylines change so much because if you follow, if you were to say that this last Brawly movie is canon, then that means that the reason why Goku was sent here was again wrong because the way that it was depicted in that movie was Bordog sent him away because Vegeta or Frieza was about to blow up the planet. So he sent him away to live a better life and be able to, you know what I'm saying, be himself. He didn't send him to destroy the earth. He sent him because he was like, hey, son, just survive. Go yep. somewhere. We're gonna die. You know what I mean? Yeah, we're going to like like uh, uh, Superman. You know what I'm saying? They sent him away. Like that's so. That's why I said it's. That's why I started because I'm like, I get why, and I understand now where Goku is and stuff like that. But it's like, dude, if you're gonna have a storyline and you're gonna have a, you're gonna have a, a lore behind a show, I need y'all to keep this as sane as possible. Like keep it as as true as you can. And I'm gonna shut up and I'm gonna let you go ahead and start talking. <laughs> well then, we're gonna ask. What do you you think he's a good father? No, I don't think that. Honestly, <laughs> honestly, I don't think that Goku is a good father. I've I've talked about this before. For those of you who have listened, I don't care what anyone says. The father who should be on this list is Piccolo. Okay, Piccolo was the father of of Gohan. I don't care what anyone says. Like, um, my thing is is this right? Goku puts himself into situations, referencing again back to the new Brawly movie. Goku puts himself in situations where he doesn't take anything serious. He never takes this serious until the world is about to get destroyed or until he's, uh, until he's inevitably about to die. Yeah. Like, so it's like, dude, you suck as a father. Like he literally was not there for Gohan. That's why Piccolo ended up raising Gohan. He couldn't train him because he was off training, trying to get stronger. He was like, yo, instead of bringing my son with me, I'm going to let him stay here with you, Piccolo. You raise him. Now mind you, at this time, Piccolo, Piccolo and Go, Goku were just becoming friends again. Like, they were just mm-hmm. becoming friends. And you were just like, hey, man, I know that we, we had our differences in the past, but raise my son. I'm going to go over here and fight. So he left him. And then you really ain't been there for Goten. Because, like, Goten, <laughs> like, Goten has just been out here chilling, like, in the wilderness. Like, like yeah, just fusing with 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 kids' trunks, and you weren't even there for that. You weren't there to 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 teach them to teach them none of this stuff. Like if we were talking about comparisons from a skill standpoint, from what um, Silva and Goku did, like you left your kids completely out there in the wilderness. Like you didn't you didn't raise these kids. Like they didn't like <laughs> Kamehameha 
is probably the best move that happened in this whole series. But it took you having to die for your son to then be like, oh, my dad just died. Now I'm going to get upset about this. You could have stayed alive. If you wasn't playing around and, and, and playing around with Cell, you would have mm-hmm. still been alive. You like in heart medicine. Yeah, like, come on, man. So I don't think he was a great dad. I think if that's the case, I think realistically, Silva slides a little bit further into the green and Goku slides right into like, he's like, like Silver's more like green slash yellow. And then Goku's more like yellow slash orange almost. He's almost over there. Yeah. Um, Who's the second dad that we had? With Endeavor. Yeah, with Endeavor. Yeah. So I so then I, I guess I'll give you my 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 take on it. I think he's understood, misunderstood. I do think he's a terrible dad, but I think he he's misunderstood a lot because you got to think about it. Let's lay the ground, the ground, the ground rules foundation. Let's lay that. He was sent away to either destroy the earth or have a better life, whatever the case may be. Obviously, uh-huh. in Dragon Ball, the original series, he was sent here to, to destroy. Uh-huh. Destroy and repopulate, because that's what Saiyans do. Uh-huh. They just travel around fighting people, getting stronger and destroying stuff, whatever. Yep. So his only real father figure was Master Roshi, which was a pervert, pedophile, <laughs> old man. This is true. This is true. <laughs> But his his figure of of whatever he thought was a father was an old pervert, <laughs> an old man that just was, his nose would bleed at the sight of a woman. Like he yeah. was just he was. If there was thirsty, he was a thirst. That was he is the description of thirst. Master yeah. protein. That guy was hitting on Bulma when she was fourteen years old. Boy, correct. And they had no problem with that, but. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I said Dragon Ball Z and Dragon Ball as a series is, is interesting. It does need like a good plot and to to get together. It just in the arcs that it has, it really tells a story. But mm-hmm. Goku, so <laughs> you're right. I I echo that too on the whole. He didn't really raise Gohan, but he did do that whole thing with Gohan where they stayed Super Saiyan for well, whatever the amount of time was, and Go- Goku had that orange jacket, and they were. You know, that was probably the only real quality time that he really gave going. You talking about when they were training in the hyperbolic time chamber? Yeah, and they had to yeah. stay Super Saiyan 1 or Super Saiyan 2 for a really long time. Yeah. And Goku put on that iconic blue, that iconic orange jacket, you know, the puffer yeah. jacket that everybody be trying to, you know, meme, meme out and people wear all the time. I actually would buy one of those. I can never find one, though. It's always yeah. sold out. They are pretty dope. I but, still uh, think that Gohan rocking, I think Gohan rocking Piccolo's uniform kind of cool. a test of what I was talking about but yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Goku just didn't like if anything if I can really think back to what he would have taught his son if we're gonna humanize this he really only taught his kids that the more you fight the stronger you get which is yeah. true like you know keep fighting because you're gonna get stronger but in terms of like what he personally taught them, I would say nothing. Like, yeah. what the hell? Like, he, was, he would bang Chi-Chi leave for 30 years or something. You know what I'm saying? He'd go back yeah. and get Chi-Chi's getting the kid out here and get Gohan going. And then 
And how old was Gohan? Well, the first villain was uh, was it the oh the the, no, the first villain was Radix. Yeah, because remember Radix, yeah, because Radix stole Radix stole Gohan. That was the first. That was the first arc. He stole Gohan and was basically like, "Yo, Kakarot, come get your son back mm-hmm. or whatever." Get your boy. <laughs> what was his group called? Because I was gonna say that whole group of seven, the the something. No, that was uh. That was when the first you talk. That was the first. Oh, oh, oh! His group. It was Radix and those his lackeys. They called themselves something. Yeah, I can't remember what they called them. So I, I'll look it up. But yeah, go ahead. Yeah. So, you know, that was kind of like the first time that you could see him really trying to be a father. But it's like obviously you want his kid. He wants his kid to be saved. But like even after that, he just gave him the GT and was like, "All right, bro, I gotta go." Like, nope. <laughs> <laughs> It's just one of the things where you're just like, okay, Goku, what are you really teaching your kid besides like fighting to get stronger and training? Like those are cool things, but like when he, I mean, because you, you can even tell that he didn't really teach Gohan nothing because Gohan grew up to be a weirdo. That yep. dude was Mister Saiyan Man, and oh and gosh, he just completely gave it up to be a scholar, and he was supposed to be the strongest person on DBZ. After that, after that one-handed father-son commandment, everybody, I remember talking, I remember like going to school and people were, you know, going crazy. And obviously I was reading the manga, so I was a little bit ahead and I was already like, man, he ain't even gonna, dude gonna flop. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> quick, quick side note to that, guys. If you haven't gone and listened to my episode, the I Could Have Been Cold Butt episode, I literally addressed this same thing. and Like how Go- Gohan should have been the coldest character in ever. Dragon Ball Z ever. And they just completely just wiped this man off the face of the map and it just made him the great Sandman in the school and like Chi Chi is like, you're not gonna fight anymore. You're just gonna go to school. He's like, Yes, dear. Then he or yes, ma, yes, mother. Then Videl's like, Yeah, we're not gonna fight anymore. He's like, Yes, dear. And then all of a sudden he becomes a dad. And he he decides, like, you know what? I'm gonna be a real father. I'm gonna stay at home with my child. Which was <laughs> Yeah. He, he was like, look, Goku and teach me a damn thing. And, and what's crazy is the only thing Goku taught his grand, uh, granddaughter is how to fly. That's it. Yep. And then he was like, all right, bye. Yep. <laughs> this is how you fly. All right. All right. <laughs> he yeah. just teaches people how to fight. And I'm like, bro, like, where's the lessons? But then that's why I laid that foundation with Goku. He doesn't have any anything of a father figure Besides that old pervert, but for the most part, he was taking care of that old pervert. True. And then it's just like, he didn't, I mean, he was an idiot in Dragon Ball. That dude was just doing dumb stuff, touching Bulma's butt, and, you know, doing just doing mindless, mindless kid things. And, I mean, I would say, okay, Master Roshi probably taught him a little bit of stuff, but he's just dumb. He's overall dumb. If it wasn't yeah. for him hitting, I think that's kind of a sentiment to it. Like, he's... He's so inclined to evil. In order for him to be good, he had to completely obliterate his intelligence. Yeah. Because when yeah. he got hit on the head, that's when it really changed his temperament and everything. And he was just an idiot. And, yeah. and as an idiot, he could have been molded to be not an idiot, but at least to fight for good. Yeah. That's the only instinct Saiyans have is to fight, but they do it for evil. And they're so smart. Because Vegeta is kind of like a testament to that. Mm-hmm. But then... Vegeta used his intelligence to be better. Yeah. But that's Goku, what I was gonna say. I was gonna say who's I was gonna say who who do you think is the better father then? Vegeta, Vegeta. or Goku? Okay. Yeah, I, I agree. I agree. And only because he actually took the time to correct his mistakes. Because yeah. with future trunks, 
he was so like proud, like, oh, you grew into this big because you know, Vegeta's big on pride too. Uh-huh. But Vegeta had to humble himself with that pride shit because you know he had to really realize that like he doesn't have to be the strongest person, he just needs to teach people and uh-huh. actually like show what it means to be strong and you know, all that stuff. I mean, he was really there for his kid. Uh-huh. I mean, he pretty much trained Goku, I mean Goten and Trunks together. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, so it's like he did the, the work, and and all the whole time Goku's just over here getting beat up, fighting, getting beat up, fighting, come home, having oh, sex, having with, sex with, having sex with Chi Chi. They eat, and then he goes, "I gotta go fight someone else." Like that. Yeah, and I w- I would say there's no truer testament to that to to your point because if you remember in uh resurrect what was it Resur- Resurrection F. The movie mm-hmm. where they brought back Freezer and Gold Freezer first made their uh made his debut, and uh, or no no not Resurrection F uh when uh no the the Battle of the Gods or yeah. whatever the one with uh, Beerus and Beerus comes down and basically like Boma starts yapping off like she always does, and then what's called then Beerus like hit her and free and and Vegeta was like no. Not my boy. Hey, look, bro. Hey, I've been good. I've been good on you coming down here. You've been calling me monkey. You've been, you know what I'm saying, talking about all this other stuff, which y'all don't even get me started on the whole monkey conversation about mm-hmm. how they call the Saiyans monkeys. But like you've been sitting here being disrespectful this whole time. And now you want to sit here and put your hands on my wife? Not my boma, bro. That's one thing I'm not gonna do. Um, so to your point, I think that Vegeta and and I think another thing too is it helped that Vegeta saw Kid Trunks his future form. Mm-hmm. So when you saw Future Trunks and he's like, "Yo, this is my son." Like you said, I'm proud of him. Now, what do I do? What do I do with with the actual version of you now? Um, that will help, you know what I'm saying, get you to what your future self looks like. So I think that he's tried to train him like that. And, I mean, that's why I'm excited to see what, and I, t- I think I told you about that, with uh, Bulla, with his daughter. Like, yeah. it was, like, even when, even in this last Brawley movie, when they went to fight Brawley, literally, he didn't leave, it wasn't like he just left Bulla with just anybody. Like, literally, you had a god of destruction watching your daughter like mm-hmm. what better what safer hands could she have been in you know what i'm saying they're like the man who could protect who who could destroy the universe with the snap of a finger yep so and, and i'm i'm just saying because goku will just leave any of his kids anywhere bro yeah he's like oh he's like mr popo you want to hold on to gohan for a while bet hey go gohan stay here with mr popo you know, like you just leaving people. I mean, I mean, he's got good judgment in terms of their trustworthy, but he just be ready to pawn his kids off. He's like, "Yeah, I gotta fight. Y'all gotta go." Like, I don't right? Know, I don't know where y'all staying at tonight or whatever. That is not my problem. I need to get like it's right. Time. Right. That's why I I think he's terrible, horrible father, bro. He, I, like, I, I, yeah. I okay. Still, Shao Tucker is gonna be the worst all in all because you. Know, oh yeah. <laughs> he's close. Yeah. He's close. Yeah. He's real close. And it's funny because our best father was a was a fucking assassin. Yeah. That's the crazy part. That's but the crazy part. It's the lessons part. though. You know, it's yeah. the lessons that they're teaching their kids and, and their real life lessons is just Goku's actions and his lessons are just non existent. Like I mean it's dumb. Yeah. He's he's an idiot. He's an idiot. And it kind yeah. of shows that an idiot can't be a father because they're dumb. <laughs> they're dumb. dumb. Right. Agreed, man. Agreed, bro. Good call. Good call. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, dude. So I mean that's cool. Any uh any anything on uh Goku before we get, get into the uh, closing of the day? Nah. 
I think I think we covered it all, man. We, <laughs> laid, we laid into that guy. <laughs> For sure. And it's crazy because you would think, like, out of all these guys on here, I mean, two of the guys were good guys, two of the guys were bad guys, according to their show. But like you said, one of the bad guys ends up getting the best, and then one of the bad guys ends up getting the worst. So, I mean, it, it's just kind of ironic how that all shook out. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, guys, so, uh, like I said, man, I, I appreciate, obviously, Zay, I appreciate you taking the time out, and man, and jumping on the show. Um, it was all, it was it was fun, man, real fun. Yeah, appreciate it, man. I had fun myself. <laughs> For sure. Um, so, just, just kind of recap, guys. So, I had Zay on. Um, he ended up going through some interview questions, which was dope to kind of get a little bit to know and learn a little bit more about him we took a quick break went went to the good the bad the dad we ended up landing on silver zodiac as the best <laughs> father <laughs> we landed on goku probably or are we saying goku and then endeavor or endeavor and then goku i think endeavor is a little bit better because he actually taught somebody something Okay, so we're going Zo Silver Zodic, we're going Endeavor, <laughs> then we're going Goku, and then Shao Tucker as the worst father um, that was there. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I still got to wrap my head around that. Uh, but anyway... Yeah, thank you guys for sticking around and supporting the show again. If you guys haven't, make sure that you follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Anime Talk 12. That's Anime Talk, the numbers one and two. Um, Make sure that you guys, if you remember, make sure that you share the uh, share the podcast. Get some uh, help us get some more listeners out here. As of today, we are officially at over two k listens, which I think is dope. That's almost a thousand listens a season, so I think that's actually uh actually pretty cool. So, um, thanks guys for uh, continuing to support the show and uh, sharing us out. And uh, Zay, I'll give you the the mic, man. If you want to say any last words or anything like that, dude. Um, <laughs> I guess. Over this whole episode, you kind of learn, man. You got to really look at people's lessons. What are they teaching you? You can, as long as you're a student of life, I feel like you can learn anything, man, that can apply to your to your life to better yourself. Yeah, agree, man. I couldn't have said that better myself, bro. Yeah. Much well, uh, well I, I've already told you happy Father's Day, bro, but happy Father's Day on the air. Happy Father's Day to all the fathers that are out there, man. And I guess... Um, I guess yeah. Until uh, next episode, this is a season three kickoff. So until season or uh, until uh, episode two, I guess I'll talk to you guys next week. Peace. Peace.